Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. there welcome into the phly phillies podcast uh we have an official phly phillies uh roster announcement today as renee p washington has been sent down to the injured list uh with the weekend illness and from the phly sixers show we have called up right-hander devon givens from uh the sixers show to borrow him here today on the philly show devon it's the first time we've cracked a microphone together in Many, many months. Yeah, many months. Well, it's I, great to have you here. I think on the basketball side, if we put the basketball and the baseball thing together, uh, I can throw from the outfield because <laughs> I can throw a full court pass. How's your crow hop? Or, um, <laughs> a nice bounce pass yeah. from half court. I can do that pretty good. So, yeah, I, I think I think I can do those things. Yes. So much so that we had to have basketball arguments with the <laughs> with the football guys and and the baseball guy and the, the guys in charge here that's that's what a friday here in yeah. the building is like Ar- arguing just- joel and bead's merits and <laughs> intentions with the professor from the eagles show and uh, our own vince out there was a was a nice little sports uh adrenaline shot before we came on uh air yeah, here. Man. uh but yeah. welcome in everyone i see everybody in What's the chat up, Mick? yeah trevor up, and john and chris and hypothetical man and gavin and mickey Dave P, you guys rock. Hit that like button while you're in here. We got a lot to get into today, Devon. You're going to be thrown right in the mix with Guess That Swing. Uh, We have our Down on the Farm report. We're going to be talking with John Foley around 1230, who's going to be joining the show. (laughs) And of course, Renee, get better out there. I'm sure you're watching at home. A lot to get to. And mostly it's hashtag arbitration season. Yes. And it seems like every single year we find ourselves, at least when you have a good player, in this same conversation, which is why are you squabbling with this guy over $600,000? And while on it's like basic human level, I understand that argument. This is commonplace in major league baseball. Yeah. Especially when they live in a different world that we live in. (laughs) Completely different. Yeah. And and that's the thing when we talk about it a lot, why are they going through this, whatever the sport, when we are talking about this kind of money, why are you worried about this little bit of money 
when you can take this and the team can move forward and do what they need to do, well, you know, they live again, they live differently. They live different than what we do and it's set up the way that it's set up in the sport from other players where they may wait a little bit to find out what they're what they feel they're worth based on what some of the other players have already gotten. So this this certainly makes sense as it always goes this way. And that's why the graphic is Alec Bohm, because him being one of them, a few of the other guys already taken care of. I'm not going to step on your toes. I know we're going to get into that. Oh, no, yeah. We'll but, get into the specifics yeah, But here. the arbitration part of it, it's always funny to sit back and, and watch the comments when we all know what it's about and why it goes the way that it does. Yes. So the details of what we're alluding to has to do with Alec Bohm, who is going to enter the arbitration period here, which takes place starting today. Uh, and to the 19th of January. And Jeff Passan about 10 days ago said he really expects the remaining hot stove to pick up during this period. Um, so look for some more activity this weekend. You saw some yesterday with the Cubs and Dodgers trade. The Yankees make a splash. We'll get into all that. Uh, but they are going to arbitration with Alec Bohm. Now, the guys they were able to avoid arbitration with are Ranger Suarez, Jeff Hoffman, Edmundo Sosa and Gregory Soda. Uh, now, Ranger Suarez is settled in at $5.05 million a year. And to Devon, to, to put into perspective of what a steal that is, uh, because of, you know, his It post, doesn't seem right. Yeah. His postseason, his postseason success season, he's your number and all three that. starter, all of that. He would rank roughly 80, between 80 and 81 in baseball starting pitcher salary ranks. Well, that's not going to last very long, so... Enjoy it while you Dombrowski's got it. Dombrowski's going to have to fix that a little bit later on. Of course, Aaron Nola taken care of. They're going to have to figure out everything. Also, uh, so, so you, you, this, yeah. is, this is this is a steal right now. Yeah, I'm sorry. He's actually 79th. I now missed look, him. The regular season, we know that he misses games. And first, at, in the beginning, before he became a starter, he was coming out of the bullpen, and they figured out that they can use him as a starter. Then the World Series run, he's a starter. He's the one that many people can, felt like they could count on more so than the top two because of his, his demeanor, how calm he is out there on the mound, what he does. And the guy can even come out of the bullpen, even in the postseason as a starter, to help you close out a series like he did in the NLCS for them to advance in, into uh, the World Series last season. But, yeah, this is a steal right now for him. He's the third starter at $5 million. And they're they're pretty good there for right now because they do have to focus on the top two with that money. And you see what Taiwan Walker is already making a big mm -hmm. number as a free agent. And and he's going to have to be taken care of next season, most likely. When they yeah. Get so uh, 79th in baseball, the guys surrounding him, just 79th. to put it into perspective of like how good of a deal this is for the Phillies. Adrian Hauser, Patrick Sandoval, Aaron Savali, Tony Gosselin, like there's just a bunch of dudes. And then when you look at Ranger and Zach Wheeler, they're two of the most successful playoff pitchers of like the last 25 years. Have we heard an update on the Zach Wheeler part? No, they said uh, spring training was the last I heard from Dombrowski about re-evaluating uh, that extension. I hope they do get an extension with Wheeler done because... Uh, the price is going to go up next year if he's a free agent. and If he continues to play and have the season. Yeah. That he has. yeah, and you've already heard rumors that Steve Cohen and the Mets might want to go after him in free agency next uh, year, come on, and man. he has a limitless checkbook. Um, so, you know, that's what happened with Ranger, and it's an absolute steal for the Phillies. Jeff Hoffman you get for $2.2 million. I like which, Jeff Hoffman. Which is a steal. Yeah, I like Jeff Hoffman. He, he He's showed, one of the guys that, 
as you said, he showed. Uh, you go ahead, and then I'll, I'll high leverage capability. Yeah. and at two point two million, that's a steal. With so many players in the bullpen, so many guys in the bullpen, and you just you're 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 sitting on the edge of your seat. You're biting your fingernails. You're tensing up because they do that to you out of that bullpen. Craig Kimball included. Oh, yeah. He's no longer here. See but, ya. <laughs> yeah, but they do that to you, and he was one that, as unknown as he was for for the role that he was coming here to play. He established himself as one of the more trustworthy guys, if you Absolutely. will, for whatever level it was. Because I mean, they all would, came in and you were like, uh, I don't know. He was one of the guys in the playoffs. He, he was. He was. And he was He was pretty good. And when you compare it to what Gregory Soto is getting at $5.5 Who scares me? He should. Yeah. He's got stuff. You see it at times, but he's just never. You see it with pitchers all the time. And like these prospects we talk about and some of the relievers on the on the open market we're going to talk about. It's like the stuff is there, but they can't. The command, the strike throwing capability, they can never put it all. It's like my golf game. I have There's three stages. The short game, the putting game, and off the tee box. And occasionally I'm good at all three. I can never string all three together right. in a row. Yeah. And it's like the same thing with pitchers. It's like. The stuff is there, the filth, the speed, whatever it is. The control. Yeah, but some guys can just never put it together. And I fear Gregory Soto is one of those guys because the stuff is there. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, and then the last guy on the list, Edmundo Sosa, comes in at $1.7 For a guy that can play second, third, and short for you in a bind, no that's problem. a really good bench piece. Yeah. So yeah, cheap no there. Now, the thumbnail of the show today, of course, is Alec Bohm. Now, every single year in arbitration, everybody freaks out. It's fine. It's par for the course. This is what's going to happen. Uh, Jeff Passan tweeted out 23 arbitration eligible players yesterday did not reach terms on a contract and are seemingly headed for a trial. Alec Bohm requested $4 million from the Phillies. The Phillies countered with 3.4. So people obviously go, oh, you're really going to squabble with this guy over 600000 who knows? Maybe they're working on a long-term deal with them. Maybe they're just going to match or meet in the middle, whatever it is. Alec Bohm expects this. His agent expects this. The Phillies expects this. This is just business. Yeah, and it'll most likely get done where they, they he might get what he wants. And they're not going to, to your point, not going to squabble over the 600000 I saw that in the comments from uh, MBD. BDF. Oh, yeah. I yeah. can never say it smoothly. Yeah, I didn't want to go too fast. I just call them MBD now. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, you, you're right. 600000 again, it goes back to our earlier point. You're really going to complain over this, over 600000 Yeah, he wants six. For us, just give him the 600000 Yes. Yeah. It's not he, my money. He's a regular guy now in, in your lineup. He's a, he's improved infielder at yeah. the third base. He can also shift over to first base when called upon. Just give him the 600000 I agree with you, but... It will work itself out. As Jamie said, it's not a big deal. No. We don't have to get all up in arms and start going crazy no. and stand outside of Citizens Bank Park and put signs up saying, get it done. It'll get done. He'll be back. He'll be a part of the lineup. One way or another, it'll be either be the 3.4 or it'll be the 4, or maybe they meet somewhere closer in the middle and eventually sign in an extension at some point. Yeah, he's an interesting one because yeah, um, man, because when, some of your prospects are, you know, potentially the left side of the infield. And type even of guys. let's just go back to last season. In the middle of the season, when you start seeing St. Louis is not playing as well, and Nolan Arenado is the guy that, oh, could he be available? Should they go and potentially try to jump in on the sweepstakes for Nolan Arenado? It wasn't as if we weren't sitting there saying, Yeah, I'll upgrade third base yeah, when yeah. it comes to when it comes big money, different type of terms, but the player we know is an MVP candidate that you go out there and you make that decision. So that's where to your point when we start talking extension for Bohm, could happen, 
But then you go down to the farm and he's you an start interesting one. At, yeah. I, if I had to predict right now, I would say hold the bone rally. Mickey says. Whenever, <laughs> yeah. uh, whenever Aiden Miller is ready for the majors, I think there's a possibility Alec Bohm gets moved. Like they have some prospects that could potentially play third. But how uh, soon? How soon could that? I mean, probably two years. So, so he could sign I don't the know extension, extension and they can like, still trade him. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. I, if I had to guess, I would say three point seven million gets settled yeah. on something like that. Yeah. You know. Bohm and his agent shoot high, the Phillies. It's just, this is this is baseball. This is the system. The most interesting one in baseball is Casey Mize. Well, there's two. Uh, Guriel uh, from the Marlins, obviously, which we'll get into in a second. But Casey Mize, former number one pick, I think, four or five years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, him and the Detroit Tigers are bickering. Now, 600,000 is a good chunk of change. Casey Mize and the Tigers are bickering over 20 $5,000. And if you're the Tigers with a guy that you took number one overall. Number one, one overall, overall pick. Who's playing, you, by the way. Yes, who you think is going to be a cornerstone of this your foundation. not Mickey Moniak. 25000 is on. ridiculous. Yeah. Like, that's where I, that's I go, insane. come on. Just that's pay. when you look at the organizations and say, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. What like, are you come doing? On, and you got so much goodwill with the Cabrera stuff, right, on his way out for his retirement. And in and, and those types of situations where everybody, oh, that's a feel-good story. Detroit does things the right way, respecting yeah. <laughs> their players, especially an all-timer. And you're going to bicker over $25,000? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, some of the other names going to arbitration out there, you know, Alec Bone, obviously, Jazz Chisholm, Louisa Rise, uh, Tommy Edom, Adalis Garcia, which is a big one. He came in at $6.9 million, the Rangers uh, countered at five, so pretty sizable gap there. Uh, you would be stupid not to pay Garcia uh, a little bit closer to what he he would want there. Vlad Guerrero Jr., uh, Jonathan India. You know, there's a lot of decent sized names out there uh, that are all going through the same process, yep. and it'll all get settled. Chism, is it a rise or a raise? I always said a rise. A rise. Yeah. All right. See, that's where I go. I go, dude. And I'm Especially not the, in baseball because the hockey stuff. I just stay away. from. Hockey and baseball. There is like a thirty to thirty-seven percent chance I'm going to butcher somebody's name. I just, I, I don't have the role. Early on, the Sandy Alcantara stuff used to get me. Oh, man. Alcantara. Alcantara. It was easy. It and was easy. It was easy. Yeah. And then he was like, no, it's Alcantara. And yeah, I'm like, so- you bastard. All right, man. I muscle memorized that. <laughs> I can't start over again. And you know me, Devon. I'll never even attempt Giannis's last name. Yeah. Too many vowels. Yeah, too many O's and U's. I can't do it. Yeah. The Nassus. <laughs> Who, by the way, is the, he, he is the luckiest, I, can't, I say it all, he's the luckiest sibling out there yeah, he really in is. the world. What's he making a year? Do you know offhand? Uh, I think he's making like a three million, or, two million, something a million like or that. two. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. But his, his contract is like a, a two year deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things like Keep that. Keep Giannis happy. Yeah, <laughs> man. You see him? Did you see him picking his nose? No. He does that. Like he's picking his nose to make sure he was cool when he went back on the floor. Like Giannis is standing there like the good younger brother that you are <laughs> and just letting him pick in his nose and the camera's right in it. I'm telling you, you got to look awesome. it up. I'll have to look so I'm up. telling you guys, look it up. He's literally, it's like this. You know how. That's so, great. Yeah. So, he's just going, you idiot. So Jules will put the camera right on us and I'm and Jamie's over here just picking, making sure I don't have anything in my nose. That's the Nasus for Giannis. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a good uh, life lottery right there to be Giannis's brother. Um, and, you know, something else in the life lottery that I think you should all take advantage of is Bagels and Company. Oh, for sure. Because Bagels and Company I'm is doing right us Philadelphians a favor. They're bringing us Brooklyn-style bagels 
made right here in Philadelphia. No need to go up to Rat City to get Brooklyn's finest anymore. We have them right here in our own backyard, I don't and like you can New avoid York. that hellhole that is New York. Yes. That place stinks. Yes. Philly now has Brooklyn-style bagels. They have a huge selection of bagels. Uh, you know, the New Jersey Brooklyn style, a large variety. They usually carry between 15 and 20 different types daily. They have seasonal bagels. They might be making an Eagles uh, bagel this weekend. They like to get into uh, what's going on in town. And they have a huge cream cheese variety, 30 different flavors of cream cheeses and schmears. And I, I had me some uh, some chive cream cheese this morning. It's the goat cream cheese. It just can't be beat. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, you, you trust me on that one, Devon. Uh, and, and they're the best. They got a ton of stuff going on. Eagles cream cheeses. They did some Philly stuff back in the red October. And they're an affordable brand, so you get a lot of food for cheap. And in today's economy, we're all looking for a little break where we can get it. So they've debated raising their prices, but they said, no, 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 no. Bagels and Company is for the people. We want an everyday brand, not some high-end, bougie place to splurge on on the weekends. They want to be there for you. Uh, for the best Brooklyn-style bagels made right here in Philly, head to thebagelsandco.com slash store locator to find the closest Bagels & Co. to you. And if you're on the subject of saving money and doing what's best for you, then I would highly recommend Rocket Mortgage. Renee has turned me on to this, Devon. I'm an idiot. I have subscription services. I'm probably still paying for magazines that aren't even in existence. Yeah. You know, stupid stuff. And Rocket Money wants to have your back when it comes to all this stuff. So, Rocket Money users, uh, you know, did you find out about all these things when you're reviewing your checking account that you go, oh, man, I didn't even know about that? Well, Rocket Money can handle this for you. They can cancel a subscription for you that was otherwise tricky or time-consuming. You know, I had gym memberships before. That was like a pain to get out of. <laughs> Rocket Money's got your back. You can see all your subscriptions in one place, and if it's something you don't want, they can cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service again. That right there is worth it alone. Nothing is more frustrating yeah. than being like 17 minutes on hold and hearing that stupid elevator music. Rocket Money wants to eliminate that from your life. So sign up with Rocket Money. They have over 5 million users and they've helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash P-H-L-Y. That's rocketmoney.com slash P-H-L-Y. Rocketmoney.com slash P-H-L-Y. It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and will help lower your bills. All right, back to baseball season here, Devon. So the arbitration stuff's been handled. Uh, Alec Bohm, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Um, yesterday, MLB Network has been releasing their top 10 lists. Yep. Uh, and yesterday, JT Real Muto came in at number four for catchers in baseball. That's our producer, Julia's guy. JT is her dude. Yes, all right. Um, okay, so and he's number four. You know, the week prior, somebody had him ranked like seventh or eighth. Uh, came in at number four yesterday. Yesterday, MLB Network did shortstops. Now, one year ago, Trey Turner was the number one shortstop in baseball. Yesterday on MLB Network's list, well, he was fifth. Um, Corey Seager takes the top spot, getting a ring and playing unbelievable playoff baseball. We'll do that. Uh, Francisco Lindor had his bounce back season last year with the Mets. 
Uh, so he comes in second. Xander Bogarts for the Padres comes in third. And then Dansby Swanson, the former Brave turned Cub, uh, comes in at the number four spot. And our own Trey Turner comes in at number five. I hope one year from now, when we're doing this show, we can talk about Trey Turner reclaiming his crown. Uh, but I think this is justified. Yeah, I think we saw it during the season coming in. Of course, we talked about the fact that he's a, that two-way player where you can trust him defensively the way that you could. But as the season went along, we saw too many miscues there. The errors, the, the fielding issues. Oh, it was bad. It was bad where you had people were questioning what's going on with Trey Turner. And that was also in the midst of the hitting slump that he was going through. He made some really good plays, but he also made some some poor decisions out there, some poor plays out there at shortstop. So it's, it's justified for right now. But I, I, I will I would say that I would expect it to get back to what Trey Same. Turner was in the field as that guy that you can count on right there in the middle with him and stop making sure that nothing gets uh, past him. He has some really good ones where he would, you know, make a stop, couldn't make the throw to first base. Cool. You don't make it worse than than it than it needs to be, but. I think that ranking for right now is justified. He'll get back to it. And it just goes to really talk about how disappointing that first half of the season was. He even made some in the playoffs. He made some great plays. I remember where a buddy of ours put a clip together where he made a play and it was very similar to Jimmy Rollins to, mm -hmm. to uh, clinch the, uh, what was that, the NLCS yeah. at one point. He made those types of plays, but then when they started to also lose later on in that series, which was eventually their last series, he made some some tough defensive uh, yeah. mistakes there. Oh, so. he made that great play against the Braves. Mm -hmm. Like he, you see it, and I, mm -hmm. I and I it's think still you're there. Yeah, I think you're there. right. I think he'll uh, reclaim and jump Dansby Swanson and, and Xander Bogart. We'll see Francisco Lindor and Corey Seager. I mean, they're two of the best. So if yeah. if that's the top three next year, that's a good situation. And it's funny because at one point I remember when Trey Turner was struggling in the beginning. I remember I went back and looked at Bogarts and Swanson because if you all remember. Those were the th th three sure. of the top shortstop free agents at the same time, San Diego, sh uh, Chicago, and Philadelphia. Of course, they, they went to, but they were all hitting and fielding around the same number. Yeah. So I, it was it was very weird because looking his, at the numbers. Because his expectation is up here. Yeah. He played down to a Swanson and Bogarts level. Right. So they were batting like 246, yeah. 256. His was lower because he was really, really struggling. But their fielding numbers were very similar. Everything was on par for those three free agents with their new teams. And I wondered, I'm sitting there and I'm like, uh, Trey Turner doesn't seem like the one that's going to worry about no. a, a new spot, a new place, because he was already comfortable with former teammates being here, you know, former coach sure. being here as well. I didn't think that that would be a problem. It turned around. And I, would, I was suspecting year number two that everything would get back on track to what Trey Turner was for what we saw in the second half going into that I, first round. I think so. Like you saw it with Castellanos' first year here in Philly. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the pressure of us maniacs in the stands. Uh, yeah, it's one thing to know about it, and then it's another yeah. thing to actually go out there and try to play in front of it. I don't know. You know, Trey Turner, I believe, had a baby this year. I don't know if it was lack of sleep. I don't know if it's the moving and uprooting your family, you know, just getting thrown out of your rhythm. You've probably seen it with some Sixers and stuff in their mm -hmm. first year here, and then second year's bounce back. Castiano showed you he improved year two from year one. I fully expect the same thing uh, there from, from Trey Turner here in year two. So I'm not worried about him in the slightest. Not at all. Uh, but one thing I will request of Rob Thompson this year, send that man on the base paths more. 
He is an excellent base stealer. Yeah. He's fast as hell. And the rules have changed Send him. now. Yes, yes the it's rules more have friendly. Changed. It's more friendly. The base paths bigger. The, the, it, just send them. He can run, and you know there are a few other guys that can run from Stott and Bryce Harper is super aggressive uh, uh, on, when he's on, on the bases. So Marsh, Rojas. If, send them. Send them. I, I, send them. When, whenever I played a highly competitive beer league softball. There you and, go. Same like, with me make in the, the video other team games. Make the play sometimes. Just, just like you know me what in I mean? the video games, man. <laughs> I'm running. <laughs> yeah. I'm running. First pitch, I'm Send out. Send me. I'm make out. him make the throw. That's right. Screw him. Uh, test he them. was great in the playoffs. He though. was. On, on, yeah. Every, I, I think I saw Mickey didn't get caught. I don't need, he was perfect, right? He was, he had a streak. I think it was like 31 or 32 in a row. Yeah. And I think the Phillies all-time streak was... If I'm not mistaken, Chase Utley at like 37, 38 in a row without being caught. I think he did get snagged once and the streak broke, but he was Fair. on fire for yeah. a really long time. Whatever he got on, it was like, all right, that's if he got a single, Send oh, him. that's two. Send him. That's two right there. But like day, day one, like just start sending the dude. Yeah. He's, he's nasty at it. Be aggressive. Uh, so another uh, little interesting nugget out there from John Heyman this morning regarding the Phillies and the bullpen. Uh, I think everybody knows losing Ke Craig Kimbrell, you've lost that right-handed uh, kind of high leverage ish guy. We're all happy to see Kimball move on. The high leverage and, headache, and yeah, and somehow get a raise, which was shocking. Is he still Kimball and hit the name value? The Orioles were desperate. Yeah. Um, but John Heyman this morning says this: Jordan Hicks's market is heating up. The Phillies, Cubs, Rangers, Astros, and Yankees all could make sense. Some have considered Hicks as a starter. The Phillies will not be doing that. The Phillies, looking for a hard-throwing right-hander, are thought in on Robert Stevenson as well as Hicks. Devon, this is music to my ears because yeah. those are the top two guys on my wish list. Um, I always go back to Tyler Zuli's line uh, back in like October, no, November when we started talking about this. He said, if you want to uh, you know, just grab all the monsters of guys that throw hard, Jordan Hicks is perfect. Yeah. A guy that can touch 105 on the gun. After I saw the work they've done with Jose Alvarado and helping him uh, become the pitcher he is today, I'm all in on Jordan Hicks. I don't think it's going to cost you a ton of money. Um, obviously, some of the numbers aren't there. Another one of these guys that all the talent in the world has never been able to really put it together. After he was traded at the trade deadline last year, his second half was really good. Struggled leading up to it. Um, I'm in on both these guys. This is one and two on my want list. So if they get either of those two, consider me a very happy Phillies bullpen guy. So I, I'm, I, I agree with you because they need help in the bullpen. They yeah. need arms. And of course, Just one with, more, with I think Kimbrel. Yeah, they need, they need one more. My only concern, and it's a picky concern because when you're talking about somebody who throws as hard as Hicks does and throws as hard as, as Stevenson does and Tyler's absolutely right. It's to control stuff. Yeah. They're good enough where they're going to win these games. And they're going, to, they're going to be in their spots to close out the game. So that's a good problem right there. Your, your closer is in the game. So you're trying to win the game. My issue, and again, I'm picking because it's inevitable that it's going to happen when we're watching these games in June. And it, as great as JT is, you're absolutely right, Jules. He's going to be trying to... Back, you know, stop it. One that's in the dirt. He's going to have padding to, in his yeah, hand inside his glove. It, it, right. And it's going to be on the backstop because oh, yeah. the, the control is just not there. It, it is baseball. It comes with it when you throw over 100 like it is. But as we talked about it earlier, 
when I'm watching Jose Alvarado or Hoffman, yes, I trust him. But there's also that part of Jose Alvarado when he's hitting that 101, 102, where you could see it hitting in the dirt, especially in the postseason. And you're like, damn it. <laughs> he's going to walk one of these guys yep. in or... And I'm going to have a heart attack. And somebody's going to move over to too old base. for this shit. Exactly. And that's the only thing. And I'm picking. I'm just <laughs> picking at that part of it because you're going to get... You're going to get more positive than negative with it, but you can't ignore it. That that the possibility, Jay, is going to be there where we're going to be like, you and Renee are going to be sitting here with Tyler, and you're going to be talking about on a Wednesday, you see how the control was <laughs> last night from Hicks or Jordan Al Hicks almost killed a guy or behind Sir the Anthony, plate. whatever it was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and that's the only thing. It's picking, but I'm picking. Yeah, so we'll say, uh, but go get them. Yeah, but I mean, be ready to pick. This this tells me that they're they're addressing the bullpen, which is basically all I wanted to hear. Um, I'm a Rays uh, a holic. Uh, anybody from the Rays? That's Tyler, man. Yeah, like yeah. It, in our old career, I don't know if you used to hear me yelling like. Just go get one of the executives from the Rays. Get somebody to head up the scouting department from the Rays because they find these guys. They don't pay them. They develop them. Like their minor league and development system is really good. And like finally, when, when Glass now became available, I was hitting up Tyler like, that's huh? his boy. Huh? Yeah. And then he goes to the Dodgers. Yeah. He's like, uh-oh. Um, but the Rays uh, smartly, yeah. Dave Dombrowski went and hired somebody from the Rays. So like, when Stevenson comes from the Rays, I go, yep, yep, yeah, just, just get him. I don't even need to, like, uh, Eflin for Steves. Just, just do that. <laughs> just flop him. And then Eflin was great last year. He? he just yeah. can't he stay out healthy. Yeah. yeah. That poor dude is just cursed. He's, um, who else is cursed recently that I just saw this past week with injuries? Baseball? I can't even remember the it, sport. I have too much cross streams going on. It uh, must so, be. Well, maybe it was basketball. Whatever. Some yeah. guys just have that bug where they're. Or football. Uh, Constantly hurt. Oh, maybe it was Avante Maddox. Like he, he is. He like cursed. Yeah, he is. One game back, and he's and he's already dinged. And up then he again. wasn't good. In, yeah, in, in the past, he was okay, but he wasn't there. Yeah. So let's welcome need in. Him, need him big time on on Monday night. <laughs> they need a lot big time on Monday night. <laughs> Shit is hitting the fan at the Novacare Complex. Uh, let's welcome into the show. We'll just throw him right in the mix here with us. Our own John Foley joins us now. He's at 2008 Phils on Twitter. Uh, John has been doing some great write-ups this week on allphly.com, so make sure you're checking that out. John, welcome in, buddy. Obviously, that's hey. not Renee. <laughs> I'm not. What's going on? What's up, Good John? So, John, uh, we were just talking about the Heyman report this morning that says the Phillies are very much in on both Jordan Hicks and Robert Stevenson from the Braves. Uh, I actually ate the poop online last night uh, because I saw – uh, Tyler Stevenson, the catcher, I was grilling a nice little flank steak for the fam. Did you bring and I in? saw Stevenson signs 2.5 million. And I was like, why didn't they get him? And I'm, you know, cooking in like half reading. And then I get a text, dude, that's the catcher Stevenson, not the relief <laughs> pitcher. And I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah, he's not taking JD. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, John, your thoughts on Jordan Hicks and uh, Robert Stevenson possibly being the targets of the Phils? I love it. I love it. Go get them. I mean, that's exactly what they need. Uh, I think I prefer Hicks over Stevenson. Um, just because, you know, 104, 105, that's, I don't know. That's just fun. I'd, I'd, I'd love for them to, to sign up, but they do. They need a, they need a ready that can handle high leverage situations. Um, you hope Orion can be that guy. Um, but 
you have a chance now to go out and bolster and, and make a backup plan. Um, so maybe, you know, you've got Orion more as like a sixth or seventh inning guy, let him develop. Um, and then pair, pair righty like Hicks with Alvarado. Now, now you've got something going. That's a, that's a pretty nasty bullpen. Um, so I, I'd really like to see them go out and do that at this, <laughs> this stage of the off season. Uh, you know, we're, we're past looking for big moves. We know Shohei Otani is not coming here. But yeah, unfortunately not. We unfortunately not. <laughs> but going to the postseason last, last year, they were sort of forced to bring up Orion and, and make him a high leverage guy. They were sort of forced to play Rojas in center field, even though he was overmatched at the plate. I would I would hate to see them make that same mistake going into the into this regular season yeah. and go in with that as the plan. Now we hope that's how it turns out that Orion and Rojas develop into the guys we think they sure. should be. But if if these free agents are sitting around there, at, they're they're not going to break the bank. Hicks isn't going to break the bank. Tommy Pham or one of these other right-handed uh, bats for left field isn't going to break the bank. Why not? You know, give yourself a little wiggle room and a little bit of a plan B if if these kids don't pan out as expected yeah so uh john you know something i go back and forth and they absolutely have to do one of them and it looks like bullpen might be first up here and they clearly like rojas i think we all do but man that automatic outness in the playoffs was a killer um but maybe they're viewing it as bullpen now if rojas doesn't work out the trade deadline is how we uh repair you know patch the outfield that could be their thinking and if it was, if Dave Dombrowski told me that, I'd be like, all right, fine. As long as you're willing to pay at the trade deadline because it's championship window closing time. And, and they have to, you know, have those insurance policies in place uh, just in case. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, it's a reasonable point of view. It's a reasonable approach. Um, they would actually have to do it because, because one thing sure. we hear every offseason as well, we didn't get this taken care of. We didn't get that taken care of, but we'll do it at the trade deadline. And then the trade deadline comes around and, you know, it's tougher and, and you're, you're trading away. You have to, you have to give something to get something. Whereas right now, five, $10 million, one year deal, you, you can solve a problem. So, you know, it would be reasonable. Maybe we don't know what the asking price is for these free agents. So maybe they're just holding out until later in, in the off season or yeah, maybe, maybe it's an issue that lingers to the trade deadline. The advantage of that is it would give you a chance to put Rojas out there, see what he's got. If he's batting like 200, 195 in August, um, you know, make the move then. But uh, I, I would love to have somebody there for the full for the full start of the season. Um, yeah. You know, avoid with these these slow starts that we've had the past past few years. Uh, go back into the bullpen, John, uh, quickly here. We were talking about Hoffman a little bit earlier because they took care of him, made sure he was he's back and he's locked in. You mentioned Kirkering. And the one that we did talk about briefly, but bring it up to you now, is Sir Anthony Dominguez and where he fits into all of that because last season wasn't one of his best. And when we saw him during the World Series year, the thought was that they were set now, Alvarado, Kimbrell coming in, and Sir Anthony back in his role once, you know, came back and, and could able to, could, to contribute so how do you view him and how important is it for him to come back and solidify a certain role once he get once we get to the season starting? Yeah, I mean he's a he's a big question mark, right? Um you, you did feel like he was that guy and in during that 2022 postseason run, um 
you just you felt great about Alvarado. Yeah. You from if you needed a lefty, you felt great about Sir Anthony. If you needed a, a righty, I, and and you need that. But I don't I don't think you can. From what we've seen more recently, I, I don't think you can count on Sir Anthony to be that guy right now. I think it, you know there's a lot of guys there in the mix, and hopefully either Sir Anthony or Kirkering, um, Hoffman, if he can uh, replicate the success he had last year, although that success was a little un- unprecedented for him. So it's risky to count on him too. You sort of feel like maybe somebody will emerge and be, and be that ready. You can count on uh, it's paired with Alvarado, but would love to have somebody else in the mix there, especially Hicks. Now one Oh five fastball. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Jeff Passon's right. I think the Phillies are going to do something in this next week. I wouldn't be surprised. I think on the short list, and this is how I know Tyler's at least sick in the head uh, because he's away on a vacation Right now, up in the Poconos, which is what lovely wife got for him uh, as either a birthday or Christmas gift. And he's here in the chat talking about Phil Maton. Tyler, get the hell out of here. Go drink some alcohol and get on the slopes with your buddies. Uh, but yes, I think Phil Maton, Hector Neris, Stevenson, uh, and possibly Hicks. I, I, think, uh, I think one of those four is going to happen over this next week. It seems like things are kind of starting to ramp up a little bit during this arbitration period, Passon said is when you can expect to see some heavy movement. Yeah, I hope so. And, you know, the, the, the Phillies sort of telegraphed that they, they wouldn't be big players early on, but then after the, the bigger pieces moved, um, that they could jump in later in the offseason on some of these mid-tier free agents. So this feels like about the right time for that to, to start happening. And Yeah. Yeah, and, and sure, maybe bullpen first and then address the outfield, but you're not – you're not superstar hunting here. I feel like you can. Exactly. I, I feel like later this week you could, you, you could easily picture, a, you know, an outfield bat and a, and a right-handed reliever joining the team in the next week or so. All right. So John, I, I can picture it anyway. I hope. Yeah, yeah, I can picture it. Hopefully I can David picture lots of them. Ten too. <laughs> I, I want to throw this uh, bonkers uh, theory that I had a conversation with our own Vince here at the offices this morning. And Devon, I want your opinion on this too. Okay. Uh, because sometimes Vince is a little crazy. And he, he cooks up some crazy ideas. Now, the Marlins are allegedly shopping uh, the NL batting champion, Luis Arise. Um, the Phillies need that type of contact hitter, I think, would be like the perfect complement to this lineup. Vince went and said right away, without hesitating, go get him. And I went, Vince, where the hell is he going to play? And he goes, oh, this is simple. And I'm sitting there thinking, and I'm like, Simple my ass. Where is he going to play? You're not moving Turner. You're not moving Stott. And he goes, you're not moving Stott. And I went, all right, what the hell are you talking about? He goes, you put Turner in center field, which, mind you, he hasn't played since 2016. And this is on an everyday basis. On a championship. Well, I think maybe platooning with Marsh. And anyway, he wants a rise (laughs) to play shortstop, which he hasn't done uh, for more than, I think, 10 games in his career. He wants Trey Turner to play center field, which he hasn't done since 2016. And he wants Luisa Rise to be the shortstop, Bryson Stott to be the second baseman, Trey Turner playing center field. Your thoughts, both of you. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I see where he's going. I think we solved the Alec Bowman problem. Just put, put him at third base. Put Trey Turner at third base. Uh, I was like, Vince, I love you, but you're, you're, you're crazy, man. You're always cooking. I mean, it's, it's, it's a little crazy, but I, I see where he was going. I mean, yeah. you, do, you do want – that's exactly the type of guy they're missing 
you'd love to have that high contact bat sure. in the lineup. And if it takes something crazy to make it happen, then, you know, I could see it. If it, if it was a, a, a fancy baseball team or a video game. I think, <laughs> fancy would I be mean, awesome. Yeah. That, that's perfect. You just pop them right in, tray and center. You but, just do it and you figure it out later. That's yeah, how you it figure it out. Like, defense, who cares? Figure it out later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will uh, say Trey Turner, I looked up his stats. I think he played 48 games in center field in 2016. He had a 980 fielding percentage, which isn't terrible. Um, but again, Louisa rise hasn't played much short. So then you're asking to, it's like when an offensive lineman goes down in football, do you want to replace him with his backup or do you want to slide somebody over and replace two positions? The versatile guy. Yeah. yeah it's the like, swing do, guy. I, do I really want to replace two positions? One of them being the most important defensive position on the field. Actually two of the most important positions on and the look, field. We, and, and to, to, to Vince's outlandish thing here. He's always cooking in the lab. We, we were talking about Trey Turner's defense, right? At shortstop yeah. because of the list that has him six. Now we're asking him to go in the center field. <laughs> so where is he going to rank out there? Not well. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think changing the position, even though he can start off in spring training and get all the work in, yeah. even before spring training, get all the work in. Vince beforehand. had his tinfoil hat on with that one. Yes, he He's did. got a little support in the chat. A couple people, Randy Rubert likes yes, him. Yes, Vince. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hypothetical uh, man said uh, this uh, is diabolical. It is diabolical. It is, again, <laughs> figure it out later. You go get the guy, you figure it out later. But that's, that, that's asking a lot. I mean, we, yeah. Watch out there. I mean, Harper has center field experience. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can put him there. Go uh, get Cody Bellinger. Put him in left field. And, you know. Just, let's, let's blow the whole thing up. <laughs> oh, we did want the Cody Bellinger thing. We did yeah. want that. Yeah, yeah that would be fun. And, John, before you get out of here today, you are going to play Guess That Swing with us. Guess That Swing, man. Uh, because right. I do want to play that with you. Uh, but yesterday, the Yankees uh, add to the Death Star. They go get Marcus Stroman. It seems like this is really... Uh, becoming a top-heavy league where, you know, like the NFL is beautiful because every year you never know who it's going to be. There's always change. NBA, it's tough to repeat. There's always that openness. Now it really seems like this is going to be a Braves, Dodgers, Yankees, Phillies, Astros, and, you know, maybe one other team type of league. And I like the super team aspect, John and Devon, but like I'm worried about it at the same time because if it's the same five teams every single year, just based on how much money they're spending, I go back and forth whether it's good or not for the league. Yeah, I hear you. And, well, I hate and the Jamie. Yankees, so there, there's <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I've heard you discuss the the super teams before, Jamie, and you know, I do think it's good for baseball to have a villain. Sure. I like that villain being the Yankees over in the American League. <laughs> yeah. Let's worry about much them, easier, you know, especially when they lose, the John. Series. Right? They yeah. they do all this yeah. stuff and then they still don't win. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> so that's perfect. But, you know, the Dodgers do do worry me. Like that, the idea that you get through the season and then you have to worry about both the Dodgers and the Braves in the, in the postseason is troubling. I do wonder where, where the Phillies see themselves in this league that, that's becoming so top-heavy. You know, and they're, you know, a solidly three in the, in the NL pecking order, right? And you, yeah, you behind think, the Braves behind, and the Dodgers. Behind the Braves and the Dodgers. But there's that gap. And I don't know if they really want to make a push to close that gap or if they just see themselves happy to say, okay, we're, we're going to camp out in this number three spot and do what we've done the last few years and, and turn things on in the postseason. Um, yeah, because to your point, John, that gap between three and four, the Mets are four, like in terms of odds. And I think there's a big gap between the Mets and Phillies. It seems like they're so – the gap is bigger from three to four, I think, than it is from three to 
too. Especially in the postseason mm-hmm. where you where to your point, John, talking about the Phillies turning it up in the playoffs, they've already beaten them twice and they feel yeah. like they can beat them. No matter no matter them starting here in Philadelphia or in Atlanta. The Braves are the ones making feel, the moves to counter exactly, the Phillies. Yeah. 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 They're on the defense where the Phillies are the ones that feel good going into that series. Absolutely. I mean you- if it comes through like a, a third straight year playing against the Braves in the postseason, you got to no. feel good about the Phillies. I mean, you, you know, I like that matchup, but but then to have the Dodgers waiting as well, you just wonder. I don't know. The, the, it's such an arms it's race. Part of the path, man. Yeah, if you're gonna do yeah. it. You got to do it. That's why it true. feels like very true. Why do you want to be on the outside of that group looking in when just maybe two minimal moves can get you on an equal footing to some of those teams? It's like. This should almost motivate the Phillies more. And to, the minimal moves like a Hicks type a of conversation. A Hicks and say a veteran outfielder type, like he said, Tommy Pham. Somebody Tommy that, Pham, right. It's just like that insurance policy. It should motivate you to kind of push in as opposed to stay dormant. So we'll see what happens over this next week. Maybe something surprising happens and we're all happy, but who knows? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, hope so. Um, Dombrowski definitely gets the benefit of the doubt from me. Trust yeah, that he knows, absolutely. he knows what he's doing here. Um, Unless it's arbitration. But, but I just <laughs> I hope they don't see themselves as, look, the Dodgers are so far ahead that we're, we're not going to be that kind of team. Yeah. Let's just camp out in our in our wild card spot come October. You know, not the worst spot to be. I know, no. I know Herb was on yesterday <laughs> talking oh about God. life as a, Herb, as a White man. Sox fan. Herb and, uh, at CHGO, <laughs> White Sox fan. If you want a little perspective in life about we don't have it that bad in Philadelphia, we live here and we're psychotic. So we always think it's worse than it is. Go talk to a White Sox fan. Man, you will feel great about being a Phillies fan. Let me go check on her. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was brutal. It was uh, real. I'll look that up when we're done. I felt bad for it, man. People in the chat started a hashtag free herb movement. <laughs> Bring him here. Hang out with us. I want to offer him the Welcome. Phillies as like an NL team. Yeah. Like just come, just right. come root for us. Yeah. He already had the shirt <laughs> on and everything. Yeah. You know, so. And by the way, speaking of merch, there's a new merch drop on the website. Make sure you're checking out the locker room on all phly locker phly uh, look at my hat folks you can get one of these yeah. on, on the, uh, look at that hoodie on, season hoodie season I, got the, i got uh, that on the way too phly sixers you know, I, i'm a proud Eagles. zamboner i think i gotta get that meachkoff hoodie that thing is nice yeah looking. yeah it is nice yeah, yeah and nice. uh speaking of like being diehards you're not getting to cut a goatee eight one no, sure? no, I don't think so. You yeah. sure about that? Okay. Uh, unless it's just a giant rat face. <laughs> um. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Speaking of uh, membership here at PHLY, the the Discord channel is part of the Die Hard membership package. And the Discord, I'm becoming a big Discord guy. Like, I'm really enjoying it because it's not Twitter. It's not filled with trolls. It's not, it's, there's not like hate and, you know, like it's just like a good community. And if you become a diehard here at PHLY, you get membership to our Discord. The reason I bring it up is because, you know, Phillies, Sixers, um, and, and Eagles, obviously we know people are sick. And I know Flyers fans are sick in the head too, but the Discord channel on Flyers 
is out of control. Like these in a good way. And Charlie's in there and Bill's in there chopping it up with them. Man, Flyers fans are a different breed. They love their team. Like the way we're talking about Philly's prospects. They all came together, especially. Yeah. Look, they're playing well, right? Yeah. But they all came together with this whole story with, uh, with Gautier. So oh, yeah. Everybody's like, oh, oh, okay. All right. We had your back until now. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And then some people were like, well, be nice. He's making a business decision. And it's like, no, no screw him. No. Oh, Add him to the no. list. It's <laughs> an unforgivable sin around here, man. You yeah, just, there's that's, nothing that's you, why you can do to say you don't want to. You don't want to be here. It's, it's always, you know, that's one I always say. You know, the family, the family business that we have here <laughs> in the city, we can talk about yeah, us. Yeah, but don't you, you on the outside? You can't talk about us. <laughs> yeah. And now you just decided to leave us. So screw you. Yeah, yeah. And, and go have a good time. And it's Anaheim. it's pretty fun the Discord. So uh, if you're thinking about becoming a diehard, the Discord alone might be worth it. Not to mention the discount on. On merch there. All right, John, before we let you go, we are going to incorporate you today with Guess That Swing. Um, now we've done it. I'm four for four. No big deal. Uh, just want to say that for the record. No pressure, boys. Me too. It started on <laughs> started on Monday. Uh, Ryan Howard, and then we went to Jimmy Rollins, then Chase Utley. Saw that. Yesterday's was Shane Victorino. Uh, if you're unfamiliar. So we're only, are we only going past players? It's 2006 to present day Phillies. Okay. So kind of when like the good times started, then there was a decade of uh, ineptitude and, and miserableness. Bit, but bit. now we're back. We're back to good Phillies. Uh, so today's guess that swing, Julia, is going to hit us with. Let's see. Uh, this and let's one. see how we do here. Let's see how it looks here. And, and I will. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. Oh, I, have, I got it. All right. I have two. I got it. I have two. So how do we do this? So I am going to slack Julia. Uh, or texter and uh, John, you can just throw it in Slack uh, because mine will be submitted. Devon, if you want to, I'll, I'll I'll throw it in in Slack. Yeah, or DM Julia in Slack. Julia, Devon is going to slip into your DMs with the answer. Going I'm going to text DM you. Jules. I am my five for five record on the line here. John, how you feeling? You got a good guess? I'm I'm feeling good. I'm trying to. I I think I got this one. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Uh, um, it's um, very distinct to me. The two hand on the follow through, if I'm giving clues here, would be. I think, uh, I think the hair's a little bit of a clue. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the flow, the lettuce, as the kids say. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like the chat is fairly uh, unanimous, you know, uh, uh, all together there. Sorry, the bright lights. Yes. Everybody's pretty much saying the same thing. Okay. So when you guys have submitted, speak up, and we will uh, go over our answers and mock those who were wrong. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm typing as we speak. Bang. Done. I'm typing. Right. I'm typing. I'm saying I got all mixed right. up You're on the reverse lefty. All, all right. right. Julia has all three answers. Julia, are all three of us correct? Ah, oh, everybody gets it. It is Jason Wirth. Yes, it is. Yes. Uh, John points out the hair. Yes, the hair was a giveaway. To me, it was the two-hand follow-through. And, like, he, he used to get pretty low. It was that and the hair for me. Yeah. I Jason Worth, man, I, I loved. I did, too. And I thought he was unfairly attacked. Totally unfairly. Left. Like, he wasn't supposed to take all of that yeah, money? Well, let me not take $135 million. What? Bad injury that dropped me to where I was. I, the GM had enough faith in me to bring me here to give me the opportunity. 
I overachieved, yeah. won the World Series, <laughs> yeah. and someone threw a boatload of money at me. Yes, go take it. Yeah. And you know why Philadelphia fans didn't matter? Because you won the World Series. Yeah. Go get your money, man. And they go in and replace them anyway. So it's like, it's all good. You know it's who I, you know Oh, who he I, went to Washington. Yeah. Not your rival nah, who yet. Who cares? And it? then he had that incident with the foul ball in right field yeah. where he like yelled yeah. at the kid. That, yeah. that one. All right. That you was roast him for that one. Yeah, you get him. But not for taking the contract. Nah, take the money, yeah. man. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll admit I'll cop to being upset at the time. Oh, come on, John. <laughs> he was breaking up the party. He was breaking <laughs> He was breaking up the crew. Jason, like, so yeah, like in retrospect, you know, of course, you know, he's already won the World Series with us. Go, go get paid, and he ended up leaving at the perfect time when you know the the Nats started to take off and Philly started. Yeah, to get, he did. Yeah, uh, yeah. started to be a mess. So such a pretty swing. You know who I th- I was convinced was going to be Jason Worth two point and he didn't pan out. I think I just saw he signed in the Canadian Baseball League, maybe. Aaron Altair, I thought was going to be worth 2.0. Wasn't he like number 40 or something like that? I can't remember yeah. his number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like swing-wise, they looked alike to me. And I was like, man, if this kid puts it together, he's worth. And then I, I was still believing that the Phillies like He was the injured worth. Yeah, couldn't <laughs> skip a beat and would just keep the good times rolling. And, yeah. and boy, how were we wrong? He was discounted. The things, the things and the players we talked ourselves into <laughs> from like 2013, 2017, 18, it's, I mean, yeah. My, Mike Calfranco is going to turn that corner any day now. But John. see, that's every sport too, yeah. John, because I was, I was in on, uh, what's my man's name from Oregon? Uh, Huff. Uh, the wide Josh receiver, Huff. Josh Huff. Driving over the bridge, with, uh, fully loaded. I was in on Josh Huff. I'm like, all right, Chip Kelly's here. He brought his guy. He might be a third, like a slot receiver, oh, yeah. but he's got, look at the speed and speed. Have him return he could be a, Exactly. Yeah, because yeah. didn't he return one? Yeah. yeah was like, oh, he did. I think that was Huff. the only play he made for the Eagles. Yeah, he was done after that. Uh, so I was going to do this at the end of the show, John, but we'll give you the chance. Eagles, Bucks, Monday night. Quick thoughts. Uh, and then Devon and I will give our opinions. Uh, what do you think Monday night? How you feeling? I mean, nobody's feeling good, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think they should. I think they should win this one. I don't have much faith in them winning a second game, but I, you know, the Bucks. Well, they win nine nine nothing against Panthers last week. Yeah, this, three field goals. Yep. Although, if they lose, it'll seem like it was was inevitable, and it was like, of course, the collapse was just. We yeah. all saw it and it was happening. Um, so I don't know. I'll be watching. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of with but... you. I think I think they win too, but I I'll have be watching. zero. <laughs> I'll, I'll be watching. I'll be there ready Go to hate or ready to cheer, whatever it may be. Yeah. But I think they win and, again, no confidence in saying it. Yeah. No, John, you're right, man. I mean, the, the whole thing is they should win, but it wouldn't be surprising if they lose this totally. game at all because mm-hmm. of how everything has played out over the last month and a half seeing how things are being discussed since last week, going into this Monday night matchup in Tampa, playing Tampa earlier, going back to the first playoff with Jalen Hurts where he was going against high balls and the defense really giving him a, a problem. Now, he was fine this year, but having seeing what Martindale did, Wink Martindale with the Giants and how they defended him and knowing that they're going to throw a lot of blitzes and no answer was there, right, Jay, for, for this yeah. past week, that that that's it's just in the forefront of your mind of how yeah. things go. So if I would answer your question as you throw it out there, I say they win, but they win a, a close win, 
like 27, 24, because they can score, I think. Hypothetical man says it perfectly in the chat. I don't fear the Bucks. I fear the Eagles. That's it. And yeah, that's, yep. that's the perfect way to yeah, summarize it. They are it. their own problem. Yeah. So, John, uh, check out all of John's writings on allphly.com. We're about to get to our Down on the Farm report, which uh, I've been kind of giddy here today and uh, haven't gotten to yet. But John's been writing up uh, even more on these prospects. So make sure you're checking out his writings. Make sure you're following him on Twitter at 2008Phils. John, we appreciate your time as always on a Friday. And uh, have a great weekend. We will talk to you soon. Hey, thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the football game. Yeah, go team. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Go birds. Uh, Yes, so let's get to today's Down on the Farm report because we didn't get to it before, John. Uh, Today's Down on the Farm prospect is going to be number 20. Excuse me, I got to check my notes here again because I'm not that smart. Uh, Number 21 on the list. That is Gene Cabrera. So the first thing I do with the prospect report here, Devon, is uh, the baseball name check. Yes. Does he sound like a ball player or not? Because I think it all boils down to... Say his name again so I can give my immediate reaction. Gene Cabrera. Yes. Smokes this test. Yes. This kid sounds like a ball player. Miguel Cabrera. (laughs) Gene Cabrera. (laughs) He retires. Gene gets ready to walk into the Major League Baseball. He is the Cabrera to take the torch and run. Exactly. Yes. He will be our own triple crown winner. Yes. Except he's a pitcher. Correct. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But Gene Cabrera is another, another young, young kid. And I'm looking at the, the graphic here. Yes, again. It looks like he'll come up here and just be a 20-game winner. Yeah. There you go. Everything everything feels right with this kid. So I can't wait to get irrationally excited about him. Good command. That I'm, I'm in. <laughs> he has good command. Uh, so on the fan graph list, which is out, he's number 22. Uh, happens to be number 22 for, excuse me, 21 for us. Uh Uh, But it depends on what list you're looking at. Baseball America should be coming out in these next two weeks as it is kind of prospect season. 21-year-old kid from Venezuela. He is six foot tall, 145 pounds. Signed as an international free agent out of Venezuela uh, in June 2019 with the Phillies. Oh, look at that picture in picture. Mm -hmm. How pretty is that, Julia? Nice work. Uh, So last year he was in low A down in Clearwater. And if you remember, they had like a historic uh, season last year and were just buzzsawing people. Uh, Had 19 starts. To our point yesterday about these starters, they don't really start getting stretched out and throwing a lot of innings until double A. Uh, He was on the higher end uh, with 81.1 Innings pitched last year. He was five and seven. Who cares about records with pitchers? A four three two ERA. Uh, he did have a very respectable nine point five Ks per nine. Uh, allowed a, a decentish average with one hundred and eight hits. A three twenty five average. Uh, so you know, obviously, you see the stuff there. He's got good command. He only Love had it. one game with more than two walks so last this year. Is what I'm talking about. So like this might be the opposite, where maybe the stuff isn't there. Uh, nasty, like jumping off the eye, but he knows how to pitch. So if you, it's you just got to yeah. marry the two, whatever it may be. You got a good catcher that's going to call a good game. You you paint it where you need to paint it. You locate the bat, the, the the ball where it needs to be located, and you have your success there. This is this is the type of guy where you're talking about, and you look at other organizations, and we see this guy. We see him mm-hmm. in Texas where he's called up, in Seattle where he's called up. And he's a young pitcher, but he's coming in and you're like, 
how come my team is not getting that guy? Yeah, yeah. Right. So that that's where that's where I look at him right now. And uh he, he looks the part for right now. He's gotta put on some weight, yeah. you know, and uh, but with the command being there already, getting those innings in there, who knows? He comes up, maybe he's a Sanchez type where he's yeah. He's more of of a guy that's a deep deep in until he's ready to step up in, so, into his role. There's a lot to like about this kid. In 2021, he won the Paul Owens Award uh, for the Phillies, which is the best minor league prospect. As he struck out 61 batters, talk about the command, and only walked 10 in 52 and two thirds innings in the Dominican Summer League, posting a 1.54 ERA. That's a highly competitive league. Uh, he excelled last year with the Threshers down in Florida. I think the expectation is that he's going to be elevated possibly to a double A level this year. He's about becoming uh, <laughs> that age uh, where he could make that jump up the Reading this year. Uh, so we'll see how he does. Uh, obviously, a lot to work on, but the potential is there. Um, you know, he started 19 games, 13 games last year uh, with that career high. So maybe this year. Uh, is that extra stretch uh, of stretch out for the arm. Uh, he finished with a 66% strikeout ratio and averaged 16 pitches uh, per innings pitched. Uh, they really like this kid. Uh, one of the quotes from the team was the impression that this team has shown me is how we work a lot. It's together. And the camaraderie we have is every, Oh, excuse me. This is him. And the camaraderie we have is everything for me. And that's great. Uh, according to scouts, he gets great torque on his pitch delivery, has a high competitiveness along with a quick motion uh, that make him a tough opponent for hitters. I like he that. has a sinker slider combo, particularly that he's developed in this past year with his primary fastball sitting in the 94 to 96 mile an hour range with above average spin rate. His slider will hit 82 to 85 and he will also throw a spot change up along with that four-seamer. His curve, he doesn't throw often, but he does have it, so the five-pitch potential is there. Uh, his reflection for this upcoming season is, to your point about getting bigger, I want to improve my strength for next season. Uh, so all in all, a lot to like about this kid. Hypothetical man says he's got the Roy Oswald build. Ooh, all right. LOL. Yeah. But get him a stake. Yeah, <laughs> or get him a tractor, <laughs> wherever Roy got his strength from. Yeah. Uh, but Gene Cabrera, most importantly, I think here is the name sounds awesome. This kid's going to make it. I got full faith in him after reading his name. I'm in. Yeah. So Gene Cabrera, we wish you the best. See number you in a couple of seasons. Yeah. Number 21 on the list. We'll see if we see him in Reading this year. Uh, but definitely will be a guy we're paying attention to. Maybe seeing in, in spring training. Maybe. In spring training, exactly. Get him on the show. Yeah. I'm going to try and get some prospects on the show when we're down there. Uh, and, of course, we'll be going down in mid-March with our friends over at phillysportstrips.com. If you're thinking about making the trip, maybe you're a first-timer, go with Vince and Philly Sports Trips and us. He thinks of everything. You, you can literally just hand over your credit card, go uh, mind blank, <laughs> go down to Clearwater, and Vince has got you covered. It's going to be awesome. Uh, so before we get out of here today, I just want to tell you about one more thing, and that's the, the Game Time app. Well, before we get there, uh -oh. i got to take care of some business. Well, the Game Time app, you can go to Tampa. You can go to Tampa and get tickets, and then you can drive right over to Clearwater in a couple – I think 30 days to see pitchers and catchers. Who knows? Maybe they'll let you in. Maybe Baseball. game time. Wow, it's back. Yeah. Wow. yeah it's almost back. 30 days. And maybe game time will sell you tickets. They're yeah. that good I to like pitchers and catchers. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think game time will assist you in breaking into the stadium, but maybe there's like a rogue ticket for sale. 
Game time's the place to find it. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They have killer deals on last-minute tickets and your best price guarantee so you can stop stressing over the tickets and get hyped for all the fun you're going to have. One of my favorite aspects of what they do is the image of your seat view. So depending on if you're going to a concert, Julie and I are going to a concert this Thursday, depending on the venue. Is it a comedy show? Is it a theater? Is it a sporting event? You want to know what you're looking at? You want to know your sight lines? I think it's a beautiful thing that Game Time does. Uh, So check check that out. out. I've checked them out. You know what I check them out? If it's late and I'm looking at some last minute tickets in Brooklyn, when I don't, when I, I'm like, oh, it's too late because they're about to play. I can't ask them to send me the ticket. Yeah. Let me just check. And I'm like, oh, that's not bad. Yeah. In the moment. Let me check. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not bad. It's, it's awesome. Uh, so snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Killer last minute deals. They got job loss protection, uh, seat insurance if you need it, and a game time guarantee where if you find the same ticket in the same row for less, they will make up 110% of the difference. So download the game time app, create an account, and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, just create an account and redeem code PHLY for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Indeed. Um, and what? Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Game time. Game time. Um, so yesterday I blamed Renee for being the person that always goes over the hour time mark. And I still stand by that. Renee, if you're still in here watching, I do think you're worse than me in terms of going over. Only two minutes. But I failed in Keeping it we to an hour rolling. today. I know. The good times are rolling. And we and haven't done this in a while. Yes. So it was only right. It was the first time we've cracked the mics together in a long yeah. time. So yeah. I did go over. So I know I'm going to hear about it on Monday from Renee. So I'm just getting ahead of it and saying I failed today also. It was my fault. Yeah. Uh, okay. See, Renee? My fault. You hear that? And we have to keep going because we got to tell yeah, people we got about a little bit more. Well, and football. We, and we got to get your daily positivity oh. on the Phillies. So I, I thrust this upon you this morning. Yeah. And, and thanks again for filling in. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're doing 24 days of Phillies positivity to end the show. Uh, and every day is a reason why this year's Phillies team is going to be better than last year's. Devon, your daily positive thought for the Phillies. My daily positive thought is, as far as I know, that going into the start of spring training the last couple of seasons, there's always been something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know about the Bryce Harper situation last season, the year before, maybe another key player uh, dealing with injury where you start the season that way. Ranger Suarez, uh, also a, a late start for the team. For right now, Jay, unless you can tell me otherwise, it seems as if this team is going to go in healthy. Yes. To the start of spring training. And for me, uh, knowing that we just talked to John about how good the Dodgers and the Braves are, for right now, and having Trey Turner, uh, no World Baseball Classic, where, where he can now bring the World Baseball Classic output that he had there to the start of the Philly season without any interruption uh, there, that they're going in healthy, and you have all of your key guys coming in with years under their belt. So Love it. With that, I'm looking at the health and I'm looking at the fact that no distractions, no distractions with no World Baseball Classic. Love Although it. it was fun when we talked about Trey Turner, we thought that was going to carry right into the season. It did not. So maybe after I was having, convinced he was going to come out it, on a tear. I, I thought people forgot that Trey Turner was a Philly, yeah. and then they were reminded that oh, he's Man. a Philly, and he was tearing it up there for what he did. So I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at the health, and that. And the fact that everybody, there's no trades, that 
Nick Castellanos was shipped out. Nothing along those lines. No trades. Health is good. Everybody's going to come in. Your core is your core, and everybody's going to be ready to go. So that's where that's where my positive thought took me to. All right. For, for I love this. it. You are slotted yes. in at number nine. Uh, the daily positivity for the Phillies this year. You are the ninth entry at the end. We will, Thank you. We will release the full Thank 24 you. days of positivity. And I hope I didn't jinx, knock on wood with the health and all of that. Uh, so we do have a little bit of breaking news as we're getting out of here. Mm. And Renee's just going, see, Jamie, you're incapable of getting out of here in an hour. Renee, just relax. It's all good. Jeff Passon just tweeted. Phillies. It's not good. Uh, well, at least for the Phillies. Jordan Hicks has signed. Uh, right-hander Jordan Hicks and the San Francisco Giants oh. are in an agreement on a four-year, $44 million contract, $11 million per. Uh, Hicks, 27 years old, is expected to work as a starter. See, there it is. So clearly this is. was Jordan Hicks not only taking the cash, but taking the opportunity to become a starter. Because before I, you gave that part, I was going to say, all right, the money wasn't where he thought it was going to be with the Phillies. But... It's now, an, opportunity now an opportunity for him to, to start. start. And when you start, more money comes with that. Exactly right. There you go. Um, so he's expected to start for the Giants. Uh, he has spent the majority of his career in the bullpen. Um, I think it's it could be a great deal for the Giants at it $11 million per if yeah. he figures it out. But I, I don't know. A guy like that to me is just suited for the bullpen. Uh, but obviously I get why he would want to do that. Um, all right, a couple quick notes in Major League Baseball before we get out of here. Yankees agreed to a two-year deal with Marcus Stroman. Uh, they apparently made an offer to Blake Snell. We'll see if Stroman prohibits them from going after Snell. If they want to compete with the Dodgers, who knows? Maybe they just go spend on Blake Snell too. Do you go get Blake Snell? <sighs> if, if if We've talked about this. If I would never go beyond three years with Snell if it became anything that was a... My belief is there's no bad one-year deals in baseball. So if it became a one-year overpay, then it's a, you do I'm it. in. Yeah, you do um, it. If it was two or three-year deals, I probably would be in uh, because this team's in championship window, and why the hell not? It's not my money. Um, uh, our, he's a big polarizing figure in our chat. Like MBD and some others really hate Blake Snell. Yeah. So he's one of those guys that's just well, like, you know, it'll, it'll get Taiwan Walker yeah. going on social media where yeah, he's well, like, you'd have to, if you're bringing in Blake Snell, Taiwan's got to go and you'd have to eat some of that money to make it happen. He'll be um, so we'll see what the Yankees do. They could be super greedy. The Braves extended their GM and president Alex Anthopoulos, which is really unfortunate because he's very good at his job. Um, well-deserved. Yeah. Well-deserved. Not being a him. hater. Well-deserved. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, the Dodgers and Cubs made a huge trade yesterday where Bush, one of the, their top prospects was moved. Uh, Devin Williams agreed to pre-arbitrate arbitration agreement with the Brewers. Now he won't be a free agent until 2025. Alec Bohm is jealous. Yeah. Uh, one of the best closers in baseball, man. I would kill to have him here in the Phillies. Uh, and that's pretty much it around baseball. But Jordan Hicks just signed with the Giants. And as we get out of here, Eagles watch party. Yes. The watch party. Please join me and Bo Wolf. This Monday at the Wicked Wolf, right in Center City. Uh, we will be doing pre and post game from there, as well as watching the game. Jamie, I think as a team, we're coming to support. Oh, nice. Yeah. 
All the Sixers guys. All the Sixers. We wow. Might be there to, we might be there to support. Wow. Love it. We'll, Love to hear we'll it. We'll put that out there. Yeah, we're going to have a good time. Devon and I both think they win, but close. feel confident about it's it. It's like a playoff win. Yeah. It's a yeah. close playoff win. We'll be there. Yeah. If I you lose to Wicked you, Wolf. You see the picture of Baker Mayfield yesterday in, in practice? Mm -mm. My, my man had a, a tin of Zin, you know, the, the pouch list. Oh, in his pocket. In his pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, can't you know. lose to that guy. He's packing lips. Playoff week? He, I actually look at it the other way and say, uh-oh. Oh, he's, he's too he's cool. He's too cool right now. He's like, oh, we're playing the Eagles? Oh. Oh, throw in some zins. Yeah, Let's get a buzz on the practice. No big deal. Yeah. yeah, I'm not taking this seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you could be right. Even though we just had nine points against the Panthers. Yeah. So, uh, Devon, it was great to crack the mic again with you. Thanks for filling Good in to today. Good to be here. Thanks, you, everybody you in the chat. You guys will be on tonight. Tonight, after the Sixers and Kings, no beat again. So, the Sixers are trying to snap a three-game losing streak they have the kings tonight man they kings are good that hawks game the other night tyrese was spectacular nice except dunk except for nice three-pointer that second to final position he did get fouled on the final possession that fadeaway three See, i didn't think he got fouled on the layup you talking about no i don't think he got fouled on the three in? i'm saying the one with like 38 seconds left where he took the shot clock running out fadeaway three that would have iced the game in regulation. I, in regulation. Okay, I, I thought you he, meant the spin to the basket. No, no, no. He's got to get a better shot there because that was an ice the game situation. Yeah, and he was already driving by those players. Yeah, so, just get to the rim. Yeah, That's just one of those things where it's a young yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but he put them in a position to win the game. Absolutely. Him mm -hmm. and Tobias were great the other night. So yeah, Tobias was the, – the point total was great. Some other stuff defensively not so great. Get his ass. Yeah. Uh, so tune into the Sixers, guys, tonight after the game. Hopefully the Sixers – Break that streak uh, to Brenna. Did so I say we'll, that right? So we'll be here after the game, folks, post game. Make sure you tune and in. And Julia behind the scenes. Yes. Thanks for filling in for Tyler today. Thanks, MBD. Tyler, go enjoy your Pocono weekend, man. He's the one that texted me the Jordan Hicks thing. See, there you go. Come Jeez, on, Ty. I, get I, away, I, man. I, we know your wife. She's not happy. Bridget wants to spend some QT with you. Yes. And go here spend you some are time with Bridge, man. looking up Jeff Passon tweets and talking about Nick Maton or not uh, Phil Maton. Nick Maton. Yeah. Bring him back. <laughs> Bring him back. Uh, for everybody out there, have a great weekend. Thanks, everybody. We love good you. To see you all. It was good we hanging out on it. this Friday. And make sure you jump in on the Sixers side, too. Please we welcome do. you all. We welcome you. And feel better, Renee. And who thumbs downed us? You who did bastard. That? Have a great weekend, everybody, except that person. See ya. <laughs> we all silly like the mayor. 